This is the Press Play Podcast, powered by Explainify. Join us as we dispel the mystery that surrounds video, the world's most popular medium for communication. We'll share our expertise and provide the best analyses, strategies, and practices as we show you how to establish brand awareness, create noteworthy educational content, and drive insane amounts of revenue. Here's your host, Derek Gerber. All right, welcome to another episode of Press Play. I'm your host, Derek Gerber, and today we're super excited. We've got Blake from Drip. What's going on, Blake? How are you doing today? Hey, Derek. Thank you so much for having me today. Super pumped to be here. Um, Having a super great day so far, so really excited to chat and and dive in and talk email marketing. All right, it's a beautiful day, and I love the energy, so let's jump (laughs) right into it and press play ourselves, huh? All right, so walk me through Drip before we even get started. Give me the pitch. What do you got? Yeah, of course. We are a guided marketing email service platform specifically for e-com brands. Uh, we empower and put the tools of the the big players in the e-com marketing space uh, into the hands of the little guys. We like to say that our manifesto is empowering the e-commerce rebellion. <laughs> there we go. The, the democratization of these things. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So in this mix, then tell me more about you specifically, your role. We know that you very quickly got promoted and congratulations. You know what you're doing. <laughs> Walk us through how you got there and what you're focused on today. Yeah. So uh, my background, my entire career has been spent in the e-commerce space. Um, I've been brand side, I've been venture capital side, platform side, and now I'm at an email-focused SaaS. So one of the things that I was super excited to bring to the table at Drip was this ruthless focus on direct-to-consumer e-commerce. I've gotten to get in. I've been there for nine or 10 months. I'm, I'm loving the changes and effects we're getting to see. And I would say as far as as what Drip product team is focused on right now is our overarching theme really is guidance and how can we better guide our customers to be elite email marketers. Got it. Got it. All right. So, I mean, leading with email, but email comes with great content. With great email comes great content, I'm sure. And we're going to get into some of that too. Um, But okay, okay. So how is Drip innovating the world of email marketing. Again, like there are many thousands of choices, Mm -hmm. great technologies, right? I mean, we all know. Um, But again, what's the angle? How do you know, besides bringing it to the little guy, what makes drip easy? Can I get started in two minutes? Is Is it a certain thing about it that wants me to get started today? Sure, sure. I would say that uh, one of the things we bring to the table is this heavy focus on on guidance and enabling our users. We don't drop you into the sandbox and say, figure out your email marketing. Like most, you know yes, how to do yes. it. <laughs> right, right. We will guide you through setting up what we know are best practices and what by looking at our thousands of brands using the platform, we know these tactics work. So we want to set every brand up for the same level of success. So we will recommend and guide you along that path. And based on how your account is performing or how your account is working, we have that feedback cycle of being able to say, well, you should do this, or here's the benchmark against that. Uh, that's, that's how right. we really differentiate ourselves. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I, I do, even from my own personal experience, I feel like everyone agrees like, yeah, it needs to happen. But getting that creative start to pick up the paintbrush and actually go do the art, that's the hard part. And I, that's what I'm excited to see. You have this beautiful blend of technology, story, and then absolute execution on the back end. And that's the, that's like the trifecta for me. You could sit there and talk about business all day long and yet never accomplish a dang thing. And that's what we don't want to be about. And you know that's why you're here on the show today. Exactly, yes. <laughs> all right, all right. So I got to ask, you know, coming off 2020, we're doing pretty good right now. You know, 2021 is going okay. Little weird things, but... How has email affected everybody's day-to-day? And I mean, 
many emails got sent out even more, perhaps, <laughs> uh, given all these times. And we know that. But how have you found the right path? How have you guided the clients to success, even in the new normal? How are you leading the way for them? Yeah, I would say that uh, with all the changes we've seen in 2020, the inbox has become more crowded. And even looking back the past six months, Facebook has made some changes where, hey, retargeting and ads are now a little more convoluted to get at that data. Drip has stepped up to the bat by saying, hey, look, with email, you own your customer, you own that data. Drip is a great source of of blending your marketing data across your channels. Send effectively and send smarter rather than just blast out an email every week to your entire list. Start sending to the people who are more open to like clicking and interacting with your emails. Winnow down your lists, find those segments that perform best, and then market to those segments the way that they need to be marketed to. For example, if you've got like a VIP list or a repeat purchasers list, talk to them differently than you would new customers. If you've got new customers, have a welcome series that introduces them to the brand effectively and builds that content cycle for them to uh, get to understand and know your brand. Ah, I love what exactly what you just said. Get to know the brand. Welcome. See mm-hmm. all the things. And I, I think what's even more important about what you just said is trying to find a way to blend automation, the latest technologies, create content that's engaging. Oh, and then by the way, it also needs to be targeted to the right person <laughs> at the right time. And you probably have 400% more work now than you did a few months ago. Like <laughs> all the things in the world, right? Like we make it fun, but that's the truth. And, um, and you understand that better than anybody right now. And I have also personally seen too, from my experience, uh, th- there is a lack of, of targeting sometimes in our messaging. Mm-hmm. We just assume that someone will get it. We just assume that someone's going to go to our website, th- take the perfect journey through, never make a bad click anywhere that goes outside your mm-hmm. perfect funnel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's all just like a bunch of hooey to me. It's a bunch of malarkey because those people, when they're searching, they're not searching for your homepage. They're searching Mm -hmm. for what they need very specifically. And then they go to a landing page and then journey into the rest of your site. Can you walk me through how you've helped some of the brands better target their messaging just to give the audience just a little bit of that value right now? Yeah, I think one interesting thing that I've seen is following the source of acquisition and what marketing campaign they came in on and then having flows tuned to that language, that copy, that imagery from that marketing campaign. For okay. example, if you're a uh, a boot brand and you just launched a new like style of boot and you know that your audience came in on that Facebook ad, leverage that branding, leverage that new product in your workflow and in your automation. So that person is then familiar with that and they start to associate that item with your brand. And then that ends up over time turning into like a purchase opportunity or a buying opportunity. That's beautiful. Yes. We often forget that the original source data points that we have on our databases are actually really helpful for us beyond just a glance. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like if somebody came in through this specific Google ad campaign, leverage what you were saying in that campaign, because that person can then build that association with, oh yeah, that was this brand. I remember that because I clicked on that ad. (laughs) I love that. And how would you say, I mean, is there a memorable moment of one of your perhaps e-commerce campaigns in the past where you integrated this type of fee? Can you give us a story like that quick just to just to visualize something for us? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll go with the, the boot example because I always fall back to yes. Country Outfitter, a company I used to work with. Oh, uh, I love it. A, okay. a boot retailer. Um, one of the things that we did was this, uh, it was an old school giveaway strategy on Facebook. So, hey, uh, do you want to win a pair of boots? Um, in your emails, 
like refer your friends. And then as they clicked through, we would land them um, in the category of those boots that we were giving away from that giveaway ad. So they would see the the boots we were saying, do you want to win this for free? They would enter their email address, be like, yeah, I want to win. We kind of show the stats on, hey, here's how many people I've entered so far, blah, blah, blah. We would let them make their own assumptions on like, oh, that's a pretty low chance for me to win. But then they see the price, they see the boots right after that. And then folks would end up just buying because they would be like, well, I'm not going to win the giveaway anyways. I might as well just go ahead and buy the boots today. Um, so there's that, there's that journey there of kind of, of leveraging a giveaway strategy, following up on it, and then pushing them to a, an aspirational product. I love that because that's leading me right into my next question is besides like this one example now, I know you can't talk about all of your client successes, mm-hmm. but I know you got a few favorites in there that you'd love to brag about. Can you bring me another example from like today? Like, is there, is there a campaign happening today that you could share with us? Yeah, I, I can't, I'll, I won't talk about the brand specifically, but I That's can fine. say that um, one of the cool things we're seeing around growth right now is hybrid email and SMS um, automations and campaigns. So SMS is under leveraged in the marketing space, I would say. Folks connect with uh, their phones and their inbox on their phones more frequently than they do with their email inbox. And if you can get on their phone, you're going to build a closer relationship with the customer. So we are seeing some awesome performance right now of this blended approach. Approach, where somebody may sign up with their email on a website. We then follow up with a quick ask on like, hey, do you want to stay in touch with your phone? We then shoot them a text message with the same language around that campaign. They can get abandoned cart text messages instead of abandoned cart emails. And we're seeing those be wildly effective. That's right. The move towards SMS, while it may feel drowning to some and maybe a small invasion, it really actually has become much more convenient in many different areas. And I, for one, actually agree with it. And I go beyond just the double sign-in and verification part. No, I actually appreciate some of the different uh, SMS options I have to be involved because I don't want to get the same email. But if I need to be signed up and I want to get the update and I want this, I'm down to do it if I feel that value, that trust, and that loyalty to that product because I truly enjoyed them. Right, right. I will personally be like, all right, you can text me. Doesn't mean I'm going to respond. (laughs) Doesn't mean I'm going to click, but I am much more likely to hang around and be like, oh, that's pretty cool. The t-shirts I buy, hey, get your 20% off by also, you know, getting into the SMS mix here. And exactly. Yes. uh, Literally, exactly the the perfect example I want. There's a a brand of t-shirt I like, and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't sign up for anything else like this, but because I like that brand, because it's, you know, specifically cut to me and I like it. I'll stay signed on for that. And they don't drown me in texts, by the way. Mm-hmm. I maybe get one once in a while. So what would you say to the, uh, the, the volume in which someone, if they were to turn on that type of hybrid mm-hmm. campaign, right? Because we could get 10 or whatever emails and be like, okay. But if you got 10 text messages, you would not feel the same, right? Completely, yes. You want to treat um, the person's phone as a sensitive, buying-focused channel of communication. You don't want to treat it as like your broadcast. You don't want to make announcements. You don't want to send your weekly newsletter out via text message. You want to treat that as your high-value, abandoned cart. This person had an item in their cart. They started checkout. They were almost got there. Follow up via text and and close the deal that way. Um, Focus on your your highest revenue um, workflow through SMS rather than email. And the, the one thing I, I also like to talk about is if you think about SMS, um, the deliverability and open rates we see are like 97 and 99% on oh, somebody's phone. 
compared to a, an email where you like a, a 20% open rate is considered kind of good in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> folks click on their text messages, folks read their text messages, people end up like they, you don't just delete them. So you are uh, you're going to have that person see that message. So be very mindful on how much you're sending somebody. You don't want to overload them. Oh, that's, that's so good. And that's actually going to take me back to the email part is like, again, we, we may be able to kind of buffer or process even having a few more emails. We're used to it. Um, whether you have 200 or 300 emails in your inbox, <laughs> 24,000, <000, laughs> like some people I know, or zero, like me, because you're like the inbox zero guy. But it doesn't matter. Like you're still okay with some of the volume on that site. But in email, there are much more creative, colorful, and engaging experiences that you can offer because of the tools and technology available. Mm -hmm. When it's a text message, it's a text message. Maybe you pop in an image or something else, but maybe you could take me back into, now we've got the hybrid. We know that if you want to really do best practices, immediately out of the gate, if you can't do it SMS, okay, that's fine. But if you put it on the roadmap, that's the most important part. Mm -hmm. So if I were going to phase myself into that, how can I get better at the email part right now? Because that's immediately what I have available to me. And then, and then plan a way to grow into that. So I'm not... I'm not spreading my efforts. I'm creating a roadmap for the viewers here, right? So one, two, three, how can I get into doing that, utilizing what I've got with email right now? Yeah, the I would say the hardest part of, of the email game for a lot of young brands is content, that you yeah. know you need to send an email, but the question is always, what do I send? Especially if you're not launching products very often, or if you have a fairly stable product offering. If you're a uh, like a new bike accessory company, you're not going to be coming out with something new for a bike every, like every week and be able to hammer on, hey, we have this, we have this, we have this. <laughs> um, so you have to get crafty with that level of communication. One of the best tips I can give there is follow a pretty strict content calendar. Um, Drip offers one of these within the application. I know that one of our tech partners, Recart, also has a pretty phenomenal content calendar that brings up this idea of like, hey, here are these like random holidays, like National Hot Dog Day, National Ice Cream Day. And they'll give you email ideas on like, hey, if you're a brand that does this, here's how you could email about National Hot Dog Day. And that <laughs> gives you a way to get in somebody's inbox with humor, with something interesting that could drive them to click, that could drive them to interact, and maybe end up at a purchase at the end of the day. <laughs> I love that. And, and again, being able to suggest content on the fly, uh, all, that, that's so beautiful because even three, five years ago, I mean, the, the onboarding of these technologies is so new. Now it's become so much more standardized that we just expect it, much like predictive text, much like, hey, did you want to do this? I already kind of knew it based off the time of day. Would you like to open up this tab? You seem to open up this document at this time all the time. To, to know that that's my, now making its way into our everyday communication tools makes it that much smoother and no, that much more exciting for me. Um, coming from a background of like AI, machine learning, mm -hmm. or PA, it's amazing to me what technology platforms like yours can do and how quickly it could scale. Better yet, make it a little more fair for everyone. The big <laughs> dogs can do it, but so can the little guy now. And that's what's crazy is that just a few years ago, never would have happened. So from the trends of things, right? Who do you see coming to your door the most these days? I'm sure you've got the big dogs too, but are, are they small, medium businesses who are looking for that guidance, who could really use that help? Or I mean, or most of them already got a plan in place. I'm going to go with probably the first one, but you walk me through what's the typical onboarding journey for these types of clients looking for some help? Yeah, for us, our, our ideal customer profile is a, a VSB to an SMB. Um, personally, Drip serves 
SMBs, probably I would say a little better. VSBs are still open to come, but a lot of our tooling may be a little ahead of the curve for some of these very small, just getting started, selling out of my dorm room companies. <laughs> but we, we love to see SMBs that are saying, hey, I'm using another email tool right now, maybe a down market email tool. I've outgrown it. I know I need to level up in my e-commerce skills. I know that I can't afford to pay for a, a big dog agency. I need my marketing team to run this. Drip is that tool. Drip is the tool that allows you to behave as a uh, $20,000, $30,000 a month email retainer agency as your own company. And that's who we love to see. We love these brands that are scrambling to figure out how do I grow? How do I get off of this tool that's holding me back and find a tool that's going to let me just run into the $10, $20, 30000000 million a year run rate for an <laughs> I love it. I love it. And uh, let me ask you a little bit more about the content inside of an email that you find most engaging. Now, from our own stats, you know, we've shown images and videos, right? Very visual processes for what we do make sense, right? What's what people need. They have very complex softwares or technologies or things that can't normally be explained in an elevator conversation, yet we find a way <laughs> to do it. That's what we do, right? That's our value. But for you, right? You're kind of taking that story to email. What are you personally recommending? Are you, are you saying lead with an image? Are you saying lead with the video? What are the things that you're telling your clients in terms of best practices that our audience can scribble down right now? What's the absolute most important, maybe two or three things in the most engaging email that you could build if you were to do one right now? Yeah. Top three things, I would say one, lead with data. So you know what your shopper is doing on your website, lead with that. Lead with the product they looked at, what pages they visited, what they've done on your website recently. Beat data first. Second, uh, imagery is killer, especially lifestyle imagery if you've got it. Uh, it's difficult for somebody to build that emotional connection with a, a product they want to buy if it's just a flat lay of a t-shirt on a white background. Um, <laughs> find that lifestyle imagery help them put themselves in that shirt um, or in, in that pair of shoes, et cetera. And the third thing I would say is gifts are killer. If you've got short like gif of your product in motion, product in use, product in action, and you drop that in, a, in, a, um, in an email, you're going to get better interaction. You're going to get better uh, click through on that. Oh, I love that. So I heard, I heard data, I heard visualizations mm -hmm. and gifts. Okay. Exactly. But some people forget about that part, but um, it's nice to get a coffee. It's nice to get those little things. And that's actually something that we've turned on ourselves too, is just a part of the process, not to buy your business, but to show mm -hmm. genuine appreciation and open up the door for a better relationship. That's what makes it so exciting for us is that, you know, through these digital communications that we have thousands of times a day, there's still that one magical moment where you have someone's mm -hmm. attention for that one whole minute. And it's just nothing but bliss for you and the brand and for even the client, right? It's a right. triple win all the way around. So when it comes to those types of uh, relationships and excitement that we want to build with all these different people, what would you recommend to the audience today? What's one of the first things that I could do right now to go grow my, my own email list so I could get started on these things? If I don't really have one, if I only have a few hundred people, mm -hmm. maybe I have 10,000 people, but I'm trying to get to 10,000 and get to 100,000. How do I track these people to actually give me their information when they're already, I don't know, completely swamped with emails? Like, how do I, how do I attract them to get to this engaging side of our communications? Yeah. First, I would say is to deliver value before you ask. And that's where content comes in and why content is kind of king is deliver that value of as a brand producing like mid form to long form content about like 
interesting items that you know your your shoppers will read and love and then follow that up with the ask for like hey we write about this or we talk about this weekly would you rather just come to your inbox instead of having to come find us or come visit us and that way you build that trust and that relationship of them giving your email um in like in process of getting value out of it. The second thing I would say to grow your email list is to at least ensure that you've got your like form capture on your homepage. You've got your form capture on the right page. You would not believe how many brands are saying like, I want to grow my email list, but they're not even asking for emails in the first place. That is one of the most core important things is to have an engaging time or interaction-based pop-up that just asks them for their email in exchange for some form of value. That's a that's a great point. I actually love that one the most. <laughs> okay. All right. So then um, you know, let's let's back it off a little bit. Let's be a little more introspective. Um the the, the email side, we, we all kind of have an understanding. If you're listening to this, maybe you're a new time listener, that's okay too. Don't stress. But we all kind of understand usually there's a format to an email. We don't write essay emails, right? I mean, you would agree with me on that. You know, totally. four hundred word emails are not good. Usually the best emails happen to be just a few little blips. I mean, would you agree with something like that? Yes. Yeah. You, your email should not look like a, uh, a graduate level thesis. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it more often than not. And then even better yet, I got to say, even from my own experience, because I'm going to lead into this for you. Mm-hmm. When people have asked me to edit something, review something or say, hey, how can I make this better? I usually chop out 80% of what they say. And mm-hmm. I take some of the very last lines and I literally copy paste to the top. What is it about making people want to wait to drop the value? How comes they're not leading to drop that value? Is it just an old school thing or how can we better migrate to communicating better like that? Because in three to five sentences, we can all send better emails that make everybody happy with better stats, but some people lose that in translation. It's maybe because nobody knows, but help us get there. Help help us guide us. So I used to have a bad habit of being overly verbose with my emails, of trying to explain every aspect. And then I had a mentor tell me that Edit and remove every word you can until your sentence loses coherency. Like remove every single word until it no longer makes sense. And then add in the minimum amount of words or word to make that sentence make sense. He said, you can cut out 90% of what you're saying. And and I will go through and re-edit my emails that way even today, where I will go until it sounds almost like a caveman speaking of like, me want this. And then I'll be like, okay, how do I walk this back into where it actually makes sense? And then my emails end up being a couple sentences long. They're short, they're direct, they're to the point. So I would say forcibly edit down until you can't understand it and then build back from that point. <laughs> I love that because again, we, we get so excited about what we're doing. We want someone else to feel that passion, especially in marketing, right? You know, you got to pick up the paintbrush. Someone's going to be like, well, I need an email communication. How do you want? I don't know. Just go do it. So then we get all excited, you know, and then people will take three or four days to come up with this when they could have just did this in a few minutes, mm-hmm. somewhat templated, but, you know, personalized to the target messaging. That's the important part. But like, you know, we can accomplish so much more by making it one thumb scroll. And that's what I've been personally taught is that your email should never be two, three, four thumb scroll. The second that happens, you just got put on like priority four. Like nobody, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least, you know, I didn't have time to read that. It scared me. And I have emails in inbox just like that right now. And I'm like, hey, uh, that's nice, but we have work to go do. We're going to go close business. So (laughs) be real with me. That's how you're going to get my attention. I think that's how you're going to get Blake. So mm-hmm. if that's it for everything today, we appreciate you having me. It's so much fun. Thank you again. We'll probably have you on it again in the future. You'd ever be open. Yes. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs>